Time now for the first half of your evening news on KCIM. This is Abby Ward reporting. The Carroll Community School District Board of Education heard from individuals during the open forum of yesterday's meeting regarding the pay for the teacher associates for the district. Approximately 30 individuals consisting of teachers, support staff, Carroll Education Association, CEA, and Carroll Educational Support. Port Association, or CESA, members to encourage a wage increase for current and new associates. First to speak was Becky Bowes, an English teacher at Carroll High School, advocating for higher pay for the support staff, specifically Carol Danner, who has devoted more than 28 years to the district. Yet, I have also been by her side when her pay did not cover her health insurance, and she had to write the district a check to come to work every day. I have been by her side when she was notified last year that her pay rate with her raise, regardless of high rates of inflation, would only be $15.66 for 28 years of service. Carroll Community Schools is in the lowest 25th percentile for pay for paraeducators in the state of Iowa. Paraeducators are the people who wear the bruises of physical outbursts, endure the physical demands of lifting and assisting with basic daily functions of students, who offer both emotional and educational support to the students who need it the most. Josh Peter, 7th grade social studies teacher from Carroll Middle School, backs raising the pay for teacher associates. Peter says that to keep up with the high needs of the TAs, their pay needs to compensate for everything that they do. The current negotiated rate of $12.79 per hour for regular education associates and $14.12 per hour for severe and profound associates is clearly not enough. Education is in a state of crisis. As educators, we cannot effectively do our jobs without the help of teacher associates. Teacher associates deserve more. They deserve better. Raising teacher associate pay is a small step you can all do to help improve our schools and improve the lives of our students. Jessie Strong, co-president of CEA, says she is thankful for the candidates in the recent school board election to update training and pay to attract and retain quality TA and for the recent House bill that passed a subcommittee addressing the base pay for associates. While raising base pay to $15 an hour is a step in the right direction, we must do everything we can to stay competitive. The pay must be substantially different for someone who has dedicated four months to the district versus someone who has dedicated 14 years or 28 years. All the support staff in our district, as Mr. Peter mentioned, help make everything run day to day and their work is crucial. Teachers couldn't do their jobs without the support of the amazing TAs we have and CEA is willing to do whatever we can to support CESA to show how much we value their contributions to the district as a whole. The CESA opening proposal is a three-year agreement increasing the base wage for TAs by 75 cents per year. By the end of this three-year agreement, the starting wages would range from $15.85 for regular associates to $17.18 to severe special education associates, with increases of 30 cents for certified or sub-authorized associates. The district initial proposal for the CESA was a 1% increase to wages, Federal Insurance Contributions Act, or FICA, and IPERS, and a one-year contracts offered from July 1st through June 30th. Each party will consider the following proposals and meet for smaller meetings will be held with each association for negotiations before contracts are officially sent out before the end of this school year. 
The Lake City the Lake City Council will be holding a special meeting next week, February 27th, at the community building starting at 6 p.m. in regards to the building's proposed updates. The meeting will start with a tour and summary of the building by the Community Building Board, followed by a presentation by Virginia Sheffield and a discussion of the future and organization of the community center. It was initially proposed to turn the second story of the structure into a museum representing the history of Lake City. With no support financially to back this up, the idea was tabled for a later date. During yesterday's meeting, City Council asked City Administrator Jacob Matthews to set up a special meeting at the community building to discuss details on ideas about this proposal and how funds will be allocated. The City Council initially pledged $30,000 of lost funding to the project, but that has since been resigned at previous meetings. The Lake City Council invites the public to join them, the Community Building Board and Manager, during the special meeting on Tuesday, February 27th, starting at 6 p.m. at the Community Building in Lake City. The Carroll County Board of Supervisors approved a 3.2% salary increase for elected officials during their meeting earlier today. Near the end of last year, the Carroll County Compensation Board approved a recommendation to the supervisors for a 3.2% raise for all elected officials, which included the sheriff, recorder, auditor, county attorney, and treasurer, and the five members of the Board of Supervisors. The board can adjust these figures, but they must be done uniformly across all positions except for the supervisors, which can be done separately. The initial motion from District 5 Supervisor Cindy Scatterico to give the five elected offices a 3.2% increase and a $3,500 stipend to the auditor for budget work as recommended, but freeze supervisor pay failed due to a lack of second. A similar motion from Mike Anderson that instead of increased supervisor pay by 1.6% failed to reach the required three votes for approval. A final motion from District 1 Supervisor Scott Johnson for a 3.2% raise for all elected officials and a $3,500 stipend for the auditor was approved 3-2, to two, with Scatterico and Anderson being the nay votes. Following that vote, the supervisor unanimously approved a 3.2% increase for non-elected and non-union staff for fiscal year 2025. Union negotiations are ongoing with the Carroll County Paramedics Association, and the supervisors indicated the approved percentages would likely be reflected in future discussions. And that has been the first half of your evening news here on KCIM. We will be back for more after these messages. A highlight home from Midiver Real Estate, 721 Northeast Street. No mowing or snow removal, just move right into this very clean upper-level condo with immediate possession. This two-bedroom condo features a kitchen with newer appliances, dining room, living room with French doors to the deck, updated furnace, central air and water heater, single-car detached garage, laundry facilities are provided, plus additional storage. Why pay rent when you can own at 721 Northeast Street with a price of $100,000? This is Holly Shrek with another quality offering from Midiver Real Estate. Take your tour at midiowateam.com. Last year, the Carroll students and community proved that kindness matters. Let's do it again this year. The CHS Foundation is excited to be holding this year's kindness campaign, Kindness, It Can Change the World, from February 12th through the 23rd. Our goal this year is to raise $50,000, but we need your help. Once again, our students pledge one act of kindness for every $10 raised. Be sure to follow Tiger Vision during the campaign to see how our tigers are changing the world, one act of kindness at a time. To donate, please visit givebutter.com slash carolkindness today. 
Time now for the second half of your evening news here on KCIM. But before we get into any stories, let's take a look at a quick weather forecast with some weather facts. So tonight we're looking at mostly clear skies with a low around 32. Winds are going to pick up with gusts as high as 18 miles per hour. Tomorrow, partly sunny skies with a high near 58. Wednesday, mostly cloudy with a low around 36. And Thursday, we're going to see some wind pick up again with mostly sunny skies and a high near 52. Wind gusts could be as high as 24 miles per hour. And Thursday night is going to be mostly clear with a low around 29. So yesterday's high was 57 degrees set sometime in the afternoon, and yesterday's low was 22 set at 7 a.m. Uh, sunrise tomorrow will be at 7.08 a.m., so the days are getting longer. Woohoo! I love the sunrise, and just having the sun out just makes everybody just feel so much better. Record high was set back in 2017 for 65 degrees, while record low was negative 15 set back in 2008. And right now, we're going to take a look at your evening news. Around 40 people gathered in the Kemper Catholic School Library last night for the Periocal School's annual town hall meeting, where staff provided updates on all aspects of the system. Every five years, the Sioux City Diocese requires Catholic schools within its borders to conduct long-term planning sessions and set goals. Kemper President John Steffes says they've managed to meet nearly all the ones they've set in 2019. Some of the goals that we had and we're very proud to have accomplished and checked off, one of the first ones led by Father Feller, if you recall five years ago, was we need to hire a campus minister who doesn't teach in the classroom, a campus minister. Check. We got that done. Begin a town hall meeting. That was a goal five years ago. We've never really done it. So we've done it ever since. Add another bus route up north. We did not do that, but we tweaked the bus route up north, and we shifted it to the east to pick up Lake City and come through Glidden. It's been a big success, especially Lake City. Expand four-year-old preschool, check. We have a cap on that. We've been able to expand four-year-old. Research starting up a three-year-old preschool, check. To just start that, that was cutting the close of the fifth year. We got it done. Lobby for school choice programs. I think we need a confetti blaster on that. So ESAs, educational savings accounts, one of the most, one of the strongest school choice programs in the country. So we all were part of that grassroots effort in Des Moines to keep lobbying for more school choice programs. Start PLCs, professional learning communities was on that. That was a goal five years ago, we've got that done. And enhance teacher salaries. That's ongoing, but our foundation's done a great job of helping to build that as well. Steph has highlighted Kemper's Faith Forward Capital Campaign, which has surpassed the 11 million mark and is nearing the 12 million victory goal for the school. A significant portion of that funding will be used to help close the gap in teacher pay compared to public schools and maintain Kemper's various attendance centers and facilities. Steffes is happy to report that enrollment has continuously increased over the past decade, and Kemper Catholic now serves over 1,230 pre-K through 12th grade students. He says finding space for elementary classes is the challenge now. The days of rows of desks sister up front doing this, they're over. There's a lot more of this where there's little kidney-shaped tables in the corners and teachers are working one-on-one or in small group instruction and the other kids are over there. That requires a bit more real estate and, and it's a little tight. Kemper hired BCDM architects out of Omaha to complete a facilities survey for the school and the company is scheduled to present its findings to the school board today. 
712 Principal Ted Geringer also introduced Kemper's Portraits of Graduates Initiative, which seeks to create a comprehensive vision of what skills and values Kemper students have as they prepare to enter the workplace or post-secondary education. We're just starting to investigate that and, and look. Basically what it is, it's our through lines for all grades. So we'll have some core values, core standards that we're going to have from kindergarten all the way up to the they graduate. And how do they meet that portrait of a graduate from the time they're in kindergarten and fifth grade to the time they graduate? Our ultimate goal maybe, you know, what we're kind of talking about is that they'll save some of that work over the years and see how they grew over the years from elementary all the way to the time they graduate from high school. So that's something you're going to hear a lot more about. There's not a lot to talk about right now, but we just kind of want to throw that term out there because you got to hear about it. Central office staff and finance committee members also reviewed recent budget figures. On Kemper's approximately $10 million annual budget, about 35% of its income comes from education savings accounts, or ESAs, through the state. 29% are from parish investments, and tuition and fees make up 12.5%. The Iowa Senate has approved Governor Kim Reynolds' proposal to extend pregnancy-related Medicaid coverage for 12 months rather than just 60 days after a baby is born. Senator Mark Costello, a Republican from Imogene, says it's a way to help new mothers in low-income households who need care. We've found that not all the difficulties or medical needs associated with pregnancy happen in the first two months, so we want to enable those women to get that coverage for the full year. The bill got the backing of 31 Republicans and three Democrats. Governor Kim Reynolds says extending postpartum care to 12 months for women with the greatest needs helps them recover from childbirth, access family planning services, manages chronic health issues, and addresses mental health. 13 Democrats opposed the bill because it would lower income limits for the coverage, so the state would spend about the same amount of money in Medicaid for postpartum care. Senator Janet Peterson, a Democrat from Des Moines, says it means about a thousand Iowa women each month who get pregnancy care under current income guidelines won't get it. This is not a time to step backwards on maternal health care. The budget process really hasn't gotten rolling yet. There's still time to do right by pregnant women and their babies in the state. The maternal mortality rate represents the number of women who die during pregnancy or within a year of giving birth, and that rate has been rising nationally and in Iowa. And that has been a look at your evening news here on KCIM. This has been Abby Ward reporting. Have a great evening.